0: The Empowered Mothers Village is hosted by two soul-led mothers, Kailene and Emma. This podcast is a real and authentic space where we share our experiences of raising conscious humans while providing you with tools and resources to navigate your own experiences.
1: This podcast is an extension of our virtual village for those on the journey of conscious motherhood. We believe in creating a safe community to support you in rediscovering and trusting your authentic self. We hope you feel seen, heard, and supported as you listen.
0: So I was listening to a podcast the other day and it was talking about women and moms and how moms aren't respected and underrepresented and all these things. And it was saying how women with kids are the most unattractive person to hire, like they're at the bottom. Then I think it goes, women with kids at the bottom, than women, than men without kids, but the most attractive person to hire, like for a company, is men with kids. What kind of shit is that? <laughs> what? what kind of shit is that? And the podcast was kind of saying, it's like, men with kids, well, they can do it all, right? Like, oh my. right, men okay. having kids <laughs> is seen as like an attractive quality in a worker what are words um whereas women with kids is seen more as a distraction and like yeah
1: because mothers are the ones that actually do it all and men don't okay this is getting men don't do shit Uh, that's not what I I mean but but I mean the pressure put on mothers and it's like it's an almost an unspoken pressure these days um you know like back in the what 50s like 40s 30s I'm really bad with history and dates apparently <laughs> but before women started working they that's what their role was like that like the stereotypical like that was what was expected of women not saying it's right oh shoot a baby's awake already he <laughs> gotta go get a baby. I'm just going to show you how moms can do it all <laughs> while I record this episode with the baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, back in, before women started working, that was their role. And not saying that that was right, but they were expected to have the children, raise the children, and the fathers really didn't have a strong role in that. Um, they might have been like the disciplinarian. Um, I don't. I know that's kind of the typical father role that, like, we think of that has been the history. But, yeah, anyway. Um, But while our world is very different, a lot of those stereotypes have held on. And mothers are still, like, silently being expected to do it all, to do the housework, to raise the kids, to uh, feed the kids, like, do the cooking, like... And not, I would be curious, like, I wish like when they did like the census, that they like asked cooler questions. <laughs> like, I don't care about your I don't know whatever they ask on it. <laughs> but, and I know like, because they do studies and stuff, but things like that are like they're not actually like, very, it's a very small population that they're asking. They're just like you know, doing their math on it. <laughs> but things are so different all over the place. so I'm like curious. I mean, you can just tell. Like, look at our world. Look at you know. You you can just tell that that's still the role. That's that, that those are still the stereotypes that we're holding on to around women, and mothering, and parenting. Um. So I think that's ridiculous that. I mean I get it because like a job's like oh mom's at home she has she's the one that has to do all of this so if something happens she's gonna go be with the kids or she has to do this so she can't focus on work but why then are we gonna also use that same thing to look at dads can do it all because they have kids like do you does that make sense
0: (laughs) yeah well oh it's I don't know if this is exactly what the study said, but in my mind, it's like, well, very similar to the thinking of when we look at dads and their parenting and they're doing the bare minimum and we're celebrating that. It's like, oh, well, he's a dad and he's going to work and he's going to show up and he's going to do all the things. Like, when he's really just doing what like, normal, right? It's the same. It feels like the same kind of... Energy where we're celebrating men for, like, taking care of their children, which is also their job if they're deciding to have a child with someone. Um, but, yeah, it's oh, – I used to think before having kids that, like, work-life balance or, you know, like, women trying to have it all, all those kind of ideas really just applied to women who worked outside the house or had a very standard, typical job. Um, but that's not really true. <laughs> As a mom, I'm like, oh, basically it means if you want anything outside of just taking care of your child and your household, then that's that puts you in that energy and it puts you in that experience of trying to figure that all out. And I think when women weren't working, when that wasn't the norm, part of that is because women in that day and age were not taught to want more all that was expected of them and asked of them was for them to have kids and take care of the kids in the household they weren't expected to do any more than that but they were also weren't expected to want any more than that that's so gross and sad like our role literally was to make babies and take care of them and sadly like I don't think for some people that visual or idea has really changed much or shaped much in all the years that it's been but yeah, now I'm just depressed
1: (laughs) no, it's true like women (laughs) he's gonna get into the grocery bags apparently, one of the loud things that he could grab (laughs) It's mom life. <laughs> but, yeah, in the past, a lot of women—I don't want to say they didn't have dreams, but I don't know. And, I, you know, i am I didn't live back then, and my mom's not alive anymore, so I can't really ask her either what that was like. Because you hear of women who did, like, have these big dreams or do these big things. But— And they're—like, nowadays, they're kind of looked at as, like, this hero. Like, oh, look at, like—I don't know why Amelia Earhart is, like, popping into my mind. But back then, she was looked at, like, crazy. Like, you know, and she was probably questioned way more, like, why aren't you getting married and having kids and staying home and doing this stuff? Because that's all that was expected. And she was, like, looked down upon. But we still see that. We still see people looking down upon women who want to have kids but also— do big things um but yeah I think I mean I don't know if you have any more to add on that but I was going to kind of segue into what we were going to talk about today which is I mean basically all of this um and just it's one of those conversations we have just a little idea of what we wanted to talk about and we're gonna let it unfold because that's how our conversations, we have one idea and then something completely opposite comes out anyway. Um, but uh, Em and I were talking earlier today and we both have a lot of ideas and all of these things that we wanna do. We both see all this stuff that really like the world needs. We wanna like help support mothers in um, and beyond that. Um, we, we just have so many things we wanna do And it can get hard because—I don't know how to word it. We get—for me, I get excited about my ideas. I'm like, yes, I'm going to do all this, and I'll come up with, like, the whole idea. But then actually implementing it is just really tough for me. And I think in our conversation, Emma realized, like— I just literally—I can't remember how you worded it, so, I mean, feel free to, like, come in and say your piece. But but um, <laughs> she doesn't remember. <laughs> uh, we got that mom brain going on over here, too. But it's hard— I have been facing this, uh, I mean, my oldest is six, and I kind of started veering off the traditional path when he was about two and a half, and that's when I stopped teaching. I did do something, I guess, for another year, so, but I had wanted to, that's, he was about two and a half when I, like, started, like, wanting to, like, have my own business. Um, actually, I did direct sales starting when he was, like, six months, and that's kind of what unlocked the whole thing for me, It was, like, all of a sudden, there was more possibilities. And so since then, it's been all the stuff that I want to do. But really, there's no space, there's no time, there's no energy. Like, our space as mothers is, can be, I'm not even going to say is, but it can be very limited. I don't want to say is because, I don't know, I don't want to manifest. <laughs> I think words are, are important, but um, I face it a lot where I get really Excited about things and I say I'm going to do these things and then I don't do them and then I end up feeling bad that I don't do them and it's really it's just kind of lately that I've realized that there's actually not space for me like there's I think what you had said earlier too it's like your nervous system and just the day to day like for me I'm a single mom of two and I'm just kind of starting to come like Khalil is He'll be fourteen months in a couple weeks. But I'm just starting to come out of that first baby year, and that baby year is so hands-on and so I mean this phase is too. But he's having more independence and as I say that and I think he's in my tea, so there's a tea that he can open. He loves to dig in it and throw the herbs everywhere. <laughs> so I'm gonna go take care of that. <laughs> when you talk.
0: Oh babies, yeah, something that I'm thinking about while you were sharing that is, um, I think for both of us, and I don't know if this is true or if you're going to agree with us or if other people even, if there's other people out there like I'm going to describe, but I feel like for us when we do something it's very consuming, especially motherhood. I feel like it's all consuming and we throw all of ourselves into it and do it fully. I'm not sure there's any other way for me to operate than that way. But I do think there are people out there who are maybe more <laughs> boundaryed and better about it. I don't know. And I'm not saying either's right or wrong. I just feel like, I don't know. Like you hear people say how much time it takes, how much energy it takes. And I didn't really, I did not believe them, but it takes so much. And I think that is under, under, under understood, not understood enough that that is true. And that's why I think there's people out there who maybe are more boundaried and better and doing more things is because there's that pressure to be that way. I think that how I try to parent and be as a mother and I'm sure you would feel the same way is very instinctual. Like I very much try to follow my instincts and all the primal urges, which is like I wanna just be with my kid all the time and take care of them. But that's not accepted. Really, like society's not set up for that to be true. So I can see in people and I can see it in myself of like, well when do I start doing things? How do I bring this back in? How do I get back on a schedule? How do I do this? How do I do that? Because Well, motherhood is very primal and all-consuming. It's not how we live life in that space with other things. And there isn't the space to live life that way. And it's so hard when you're trying to because it's not the norm and everybody's against you doing that, usually. Or just in my experience.
1: Uh, Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Um, I want to touch on, too, like how you said it's... Primal, and this goes back to how we used to live in villages and have support, and everybody did have roles and everyone did things, but everything like it wasn't separated. Like kids go to school doing. I mean, maybe they did some kind of learning, but it was it was a community. It was all together. Babies were on moms' backs or on their you know they were being carried and being just a part of it, and. Like, you know, there was more, there was just more support. Everyone, like the mothers, the women, and even back then, like the women, I think, typically did most of the nurturing and the caring for the kids. But I also then want to touch on the financial piece because <laughs> how much of our dreams, like we get excited and we want to do all of this, but and we also want to make money. But not we want to make money, like we have to. Have money, and in these days, to live off of one person's income on an average income is like not easy to do. So, like on an average, I don't, I don't know what the average income is right now, um, but I don't, and I don't know if that's a livable income. Um, is Emma googling it? <laughs> um, but. And I think part of it is, like, I mean, if we bring up the astrology piece, too, like, there's a whole bunch in our generations just, like, the astrology of it all and, like, I can't remember. It's been a while since I dug into that. But, like, I feel like we are here to make changes and we're living in a different way. Like, there was a whole Capricorn that flew—no. was Pluto's in Scorpio when we were born. Um, But uh, anyway, there's just, there's a lot there that we're, there's more, I don't know, I feel like we're living with more purpose in general. Um, And I don't know, yeah, we just, we feel like there's just more to life than just living the day-to-day, but also, like, we still want to... To live in that primal? (laughs) I don't know. It it doesn't make sense. But, yeah, like, how many of us can actually live off of one income, so we need to make money, and then it's like, how do we make money and support our kids and be with our kids? There are ways to do that, but not—it's not— I don't even— I'm trying to stop myself from saying things like it's not easy because I want it to be easy and I'm trying to call in that ease.
0: Yeah I've been thinking about that a lot actually the whole money piece of it and not wanting to be like it's hard it's not possible because you know I don't want to put those thoughts out there but I think a big piece of it is like we were talking about how we used to live in community and we don't live in community it's like Part of it is we're just not set up for success. We're not set up to be able to stay home and work and make the money and do this and do that. Like, it's things here in the U.S. are very much like this is how things are done. And I'm sure there's a standard in every country, but it's like we're set up to be separated from our babies. We're set up to go back to work. We're set up to not follow those instincts and... When you try to do that differently, I think we're of a time where that's becoming more normal, but it's still what isn't normal. So this I think kind of goes into what you're talking about with the nervous system, Before I think before we hopped on, it's like the energy that it takes to do things differently sometimes is just so fucking exhausting. Like it's just more stress. <laughs> I don't wanna do things the normal way, but also like Because you're not just doing what you, I mean, and this probably goes back to being people pleasers, you're not just doing what you want to do, you're having to defend what you're doing. Because it's different, whether that's to other people or to ourselves, because we're not super secure with what we're doing, but there's just always defending. There's always just more energy (laughs) spent when you're doing things differently. And we were just talking about that, and I'm really in this space where I'm like, God, I just want to get to a place where I don't care. Where I can just do the (laughs) thing, Khalil's vibing with us. (laughs) Where I can just do the thing, make the choice, do things differently, and not have to like torture myself in my brain. Talk to you about it, talk to my friends about it. Like, I just wanna fucking do the goddamn things and get them done and not have to worry. And talk about it. Because it takes so much more energy. And it takes so much more stress. And as a mom, I don't have a lot of extra space to to give to things. Yeah, I totally get
1: that. Everyone's like, oh, what do you do for work? Do you work from home? I'm like, well, yes. Well, I'm starting a business. I'm attempting to. I'm trying like, oh, 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 oh. Like, it's not anyone's business. I don't have to get into detail with them. But I do have a way of trying to, like or everything, which I need to sometimes stop doing. But I also like to be very open. I just... Some of that maybe is a trauma response. I don't know. I do feel like the more I'm open, the more I can try to make someone understand me. So I do think that that is a trauma response. Um, because I do, I over-explain. I'm like, let me give you all the details so you can see where I'm coming from and what I'm doing and why I'm doing this and what I'm thinking and... 20,000 minutes later. <laughs> like,
0: and how does that work out for you?
1: I don't know. It depends on the person. I usually just feel like I've word vomited. But, <laughs> but sometimes it works out. I don't know. Um, I think, yeah, sometimes it's probably looking for, like, see-me vibes, too. <laughs> um, but I totally get all of that. Um, I was going to add... Oh, was I going to add? Something on working? Um, oh, I, yeah. Like, going against it sometimes. Like, just doing what we're, like, what's the norm would be so easy. Like, it could be so much easier to just go back to work, send my kids to school and daycare and live that life but I know that I don't do well in it and I know my kids won't do like I know Forrest doesn't do well in it and I don't think Khalil would do well with it either and because there's so much added stress into that like I almost said I don't work well with others that's not true I don't work well with systems <laughs> um, or I'm not you know I don't have to get into it but I'm not seen and valued and I get projected on way too much. I get thrown under the bus a lot. Um, but anyway, that's beyond. It's another conversation. <laughs> um, but I just, I end up, I see how I can, like, fix things, and we can do things better, and it's just never received, or I don't ever get the opportunity. And then I feel unseen, and it's not fun, and then there's just always, I mean, most of the world thrives in drama, and so there's always drama, there's always gossip in those situations. What? Um, like, as it, like, when I used to teach, like, it's all it was, was drama between teachers and gossip, and it was horrible, and it was such a toxic environment. Like, so, yeah, like, I do think, like, okay, it could be so much easier to just get a job, know my schedule, know the money I have coming in, but I know how soul-sucking that is. I know how much stress... It's a different, you know. There's just different kinds of stress, and I. But I know, I don't get time with my kids when I get home. It's like dinner and bedtime, and it's just not fun. And then the weekends are catching up, getting grocery shopping, meal prepping, like trying to do something fun. But so it's just. But yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but
0: that part of it.
1: Huh?
0: Yeah. And I, I, I think about that a lot. Like it would so be easier to do something more traditional, whether it's like what we're talking about now, like work or just, I don't know, freaking anything, like just to go with what people expect of me. But I've been thinking about a lot, like what example does that send to my kid? If I just do what's easiest or do what other people, like do what other people think I should do, because... That's how I was raised and that I didn't turn out that great because of those things. Right? Like my parents just did what they thought they were supposed to do and that's where they were at that time and how things kind of were, but it's like you know, we was I talking to you about this the other day when I was talking about yeah, it was when I was talking about my dad and my dad wanting to open a restaurant and it's like I don't want I don't want to live unfulfilled and not doing what I want to do and listening to myself, but I don't want my kid to see that because I'm pretty sure I struggle with doing that because of what I saw. It's safer to just stay in what's normal, what's easier, what provides for you, what provides for the family than it is to do something that's more risky and try to think outside the box or be outside the box or create outside the box. So... That's where my brain is lately. It's really a great growth thing, is what would my kid think of this? What will they learn from this? It makes me think a lot harder about my decisions. Well, that's just
1: it too. It's like it would be so much easier just to like because the stress of trying to start a business and create income on your own or that's more flexible, whatever, is a lot. It's a lot to figure out and start and get going and sometimes you don't know how you're going to make ends meet um or for me as a single mom and stuff like that's been a struggle for me lately and so I'm like well actually I don't (laughs) I don't really think about it because every time like even the thought pops in I'm like no I know that's not where I want to be um but because then I think of that I'm like well what is this not only showing my kids, but, like, what is this? Like, that would mean my kid does go to a public school that's just not going—I know it's not going to do well for it. Like, he's not going to do well, and that's—he'd make friends, but, like, it's, like, the only perk. And, like, okay, another conversation, but school is not used for socializing. Like, everyone tries to say it is, but it's not. That's not what school is. They don't get time to socialize. They get yelled at for it um sure they get their 10 minutes of playground time anyway another rant for another day (laughs) but um like I just I look at the long-term effects of if I were to do something more traditional again and it's just not where I want my life to be it's not what I want for my kids it's not going to get me to where I want to be at all um you know like right now I'm not where I want to be but I'm moving in that direction I'm taking steps to get there and it's stressful especially with you know having two kids and not having support but I also know in the long run it's going to be worth it (laughs) because I will you know, make it happen, because I'm I'm dedicated to making, like, creating this life that I envision for my kids, because it's what they deserve. And also, we're not going to change anything in society if we continue to feed into society.
0: I was just going to say, too, like, um, the best thing I think we can do for our kids is to be real humans. And I don't think... The narrative of being a real human is what it used to be right like the standard was you go to work your kids go to school you come home you spend time together on the weekends like the way that we were raised and there's nothing wrong with that that works for people I think but (laughs) but I think for us, the way that we are real humans is in the way that we're talking about is trying to have our own business, having our own businesses, not trying, having our own businesses, doing things differently, not following the schedule, the way, the path, showing them that you can try things and make mistakes and you can redirect and you can change course because um, I think there, we came I think our parents, and you said this when we were talking about my dad the other day, it's like, I think they came from a generation where it was so much fear to do something new. Where now, there's still fear. (laughs) But it's so much more normal. We're seeing people do things differently. Working from home, thank you, pandemic. Like, everything is starting to shift in that way. Um, And especially for... Khalil and Robbie and maybe Forrest too but I'm just thinking Khalil and Robbie's design like they need to be able to do things differently and be creative and try a bunch of different things and normal setup of society isn't going to hold the space for them in that and we can lead by example by showing them what's possible
1: I agree Um, when like yeah when we were talking about that the other day Um, Yeah, our parents, they wanted security and, like, not saying we don't want security, but they thought the only way to get security was to have a job with benefits and social security. My dad still tries to get me to get a traditional job with those things. I'm like, those things aren't going to pay me enough. Like, (laughs) sure, the benefits might be great, but right now I need to be able to make ends meet and pay my rent and pay my bills and not stress about it. And I know that the only way that I can get there is by figuring out how to do it by myself because I can't go unless I want to go waste the next 10 years of my life trying to get to a spot. Like, I don't want to do that. So I'd rather figure it out on my own. Plus, I think, like, what I'm doing, do a work and Reiki and supporting mothers is very needed right now. Like, and there's not a lot of... Careers out there, so to speak, that I could just like go step into and do what I really want to do. Um, but yeah, my dad was very like needing secure. Like he was a great gardener, like amazing. People would come look at our yard all the time. People would try to hire him, and he would say no. He would not do it because he thought if he started getting paid for it or did it, because people would ask him why he like didn't make it a business or go get a job, kind of doing that kind of thing. He's like, well, if I had, if I was work it wouldn't be fun anymore. I wouldn't enjoy it. That was his view and he's a generator so it actually is what like he should have been following cuz generators are supposed to follow what lights them up. So he probably could have like created a great business and been very happy. But he never did it. And not saying he's not happy, but he, he did where he knew security laid lied (laughs) what's the word (laughs) was (laughs) um but then my mom who's a manifesting generator and they're here to do they just have lots of different interests and it's okay if one interest fizzles out and then they're not supposed to feel bad about it so anyway saying that she was always into so many things. Like, she was very involved in the Catholic Church, but she led youth groups. She did Bible study. Um, she created, like, a whole—she started a whole, like, um, Lent, like, a soup thing on Fridays with the church. And she did—she even, like, started catering for people sometimes. Like, she did all this stuff. Um, but she never, like, took any of it to the next step because— like, there was no security in it, and that, that's just not how our parents were really raised. And, I mean, I know not being raised that way or seeing it, it's hard to figure out, like, how do, you know, it's hard to just drop your job and go try to figure out how to start a business, especially back then when the Internet wasn't as prevalent, and, you know, it was a lot. So I get it, and that's that's just where they were at. Um, but they definitely valued that security, and I see that, and it definitely plays into where I'm at trying to figure things out because I never saw. The only thing I saw were two parents in stable jobs kind of working their life away. Like, they didn't really get—they weren't— they also—neither one of them were in jobs where they could work their way up to anything for the most part. My mom started as a kindergarten teacher, and she did become the director, but, like, that's not the goal when you're in education either. It's just something that landed in our lap. But, yeah, you know, it wasn't— so that's what i saw so trying to like get this financial security on my own and you know it's a whole thing so but yeah it's hard being a mom and trying to find the space in because it goes beyond like your day like i know this is the one thing i know we wanted to get into was working with people like coaches or i mean anybody who you're working with if you're a mom and that person is not a mom and i've experienced this countless countless times um it's it can be dangerous it can get to the point that it can be dangerous depending on who their clients are and their mindset because as moms we already have so just being a mom is so much and everything we said already with like where society's at and how we're not supported um because even if you're a partner, if you have a partner and your partner is super supportive, it's still so much for two people. Just being a parent, like sure, you can take turns, but like you also have your relationship and there's just, there's so much to it. And others don't understand that. They like So for me, what I've realized is over the past couple years, I get so excited about something and I wanna make this happen, I get the ideas, but I never move forward with them. And I realize it's not even that I don't have 10 minutes in my day. I have 10 minutes in my day, but I don't have the space in my nervous system. I don't have the energy to think straight. I don't have, like, I haven't eaten yet (laughs) to eat. Like, and it's beyond, like... I, it's so hard to even explain to people, and that's why, Emma, when you messaged me this morning, I almost was like, oh my gosh, somebody gets it, like, she gets it, she understands me, like, now she can probably, you've never, like, expressed that you're annoyed with me for never, like, taking action or anything, but I'm like, she probably now gets why I haven't done past things that I've been excited about, said that I'm gonna do, um, But yeah, so I know, like, we want to get into that a little bit.
0: Yeah, well, well, I do get it now. And I don't want to say that being a mom is traumatic because that's not the right word. But what it does to your nervous system is really interesting and it creates a lack of space because taking care of another human or humans takes so much space, takes so much patience, it takes so much energy, Um, especially like, you know, with, for you, Kylie, doing it by yourself, you're the only other adult nervous system in the room most of the time. I'm grateful to have my partner to sometimes expand that space. But even still, it's so hard on the nervous system and the space you have shrinks. And I've spent a lot of early motherhood being frustrated because I feel so set back with my nervous system. And I may have talked about this on the podcast before. I feel like I have talked about this somewhere. Um, I felt so set back and so small and so like little, um, not just because being a parent can be triggering and your child can trigger you, but because I'm just so burnt out and I feel like I did when I was younger where I couldn't handle anything and my emotions were just so intense and so big. Um, and, And I just like, I didn't have any capacity and I often feel like that now. It's getting better now that I have awareness and I'm back in therapy, but like, it's so crazy what, apologize for the big, I'm not even going to pause. There's a baby crying in the background, if you can hear that. Um, it's just so crazy what it does to your nervous system. And going back to what we are talking about, about primal and instinctual, like, we are sitting here having a conversation, and then I hear my baby crying in the other room, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like, my anxiety just spikes, too. It's just, there's so much of it that I couldn't understand until I was in it. And yes, I do understand why it takes you so long to get things done sometimes, because I'm not in the same space. And I'm like, oh, well, it's also like it's, I, and this is where it can be dangerous. And I kind of want to go into that piece of the conversation and, you know, not not do it because we get distracted by other things. But that's where it can be dangerous is the mentality of well, of what's out there of like, well, oh, you have ten minutes. Everybody has ten minutes, and you do have ten minutes, right? Like. I can find 10 minutes in my day, but like you were saying, those might be my only 10 minutes. What am I going to do with those? Am I going to eat, pee, go to the bathroom, like rest, like that time that you have to yourself or more to yourself, it's so competitive. What are you going to actually do with that? And it becomes dangerous where it's like, oh, well, if you just take that and you just do the thing for yourself, it will all be better. Because I don't think that's true. And I don't think that other people, like you're saying, who don't have kids understand the the amount of things that go through your brain when you're like, I have 10 minutes. I sometimes sit there for 10 minutes thinking about what I should do with my 10 minutes and then they're gone.
1: Yeah, it's oh uh, yeah (laughs) you said so much I was like wait you talking before you pivoted and I was gonna say something now I don't remember um (laughs) but it's yes the fact when we touch on that part where it can be dangerous is so many people in the coaching industry or just in these it's not always coaching I I lump a lot of coaching together like I'm kind of consider myself like with my doula work kind of a, I'm coaching I'm guiding I don't know but um, but so much of that it's a, it plays into the hustle culture too um, where you have to like push yourself to the max and as moms like we literally we cannot be doing that it's not healthy for us and so let's say let's say we're talking about like working out Actually, that one's, like, a huge one because especially, like, if you're a breastfeeding mom, like, you shouldn't be working out like crazy and trying to lose a bunch of fat because, like, your fat is feeding the baby. <laughs> um, and, like, if you, the, you know, your milk supply can completely tank by doing, like, cutting calories or depending. Like, so you have to be very careful. You can't just go to a regular fitness coach. And because they're, they're not going to know, they're going to treat you just like any of their other clients. And even if you say, Oh, I'm breastfeeding, they're not going to know. Like, that's not their specialty. And so, in regards to certain things, like, you actually need to be talking to somebody who knows what they are talking about. And yeah, so that's there, like, there are certain parts where you absolutely should be working with somebody who is a mother who's knowledgeable in those certain things. But then just in general, because I've worked with people who aren't moms and it's nothing against them, but it's more I have to be aware that they don't understand, and so many times they're not, like, because you can get to the point where then, okay, we're going through this program and we're gonna do this stuff, um, you know, like, let's say it's business and they're gonna push you to do all these things. Oh, just, you know, get one reel done a day. Okay, that's gonna eat up my entire, any free time I have. Um, Like, there are ways that you can work with it, but again, it comes back to that nervous system that we talk about so much. Like, I've had, yes, in the first year, you may have quote unquote free time when the baby is napping on you. But your nervous system and what you, like your energy levels, it's just, if you're not a mother, if you're how do I explain it Nice, not nicely but um, in this I don't know if it, it's not necessarily conscious but like because there's moms there are plenty of also like coaches who are out there people who are out there who are moms who still don't understand who still are under the mentality of put your baby down let them cry and like not getting into judgments or anything but like you don't have to be so attached to your kid and, like, be there for them all the time, whatever. I'm not saying that, right. But I think you understand what I was saying. Where they're not in the same mentality of, like, we're here with our kids, we want to be receptive to them. Like, I mean, and there's also people, who, like, in those spaces that have awesome nannies, though so their kids are 100% tended to by a very loving person and have been, like, since birth. And so they don't have; they're not worrying about all of that stuff. Where we're like, we're very nurturing our connection with our kids as much as we can, and we don't want that to go. And that's there's disconnect between wanting to do that and society, and so many others.
0: Yeah, there's a lot there. Yeah, just put the baby down. It's fine. Just just put the baby down, and you'd have more time. Would I? Would I have more time? Because then I'd just be worrying about my baby, is he sleeping, is he awake, is he gonna wake up, is he gonna sleep better if he just slept on me? Like, there's all that, and that doesn't really change much for my nervous system, at least for me. And, like I was saying before, I'm the kind of person where, like, I want to do all those things. That's how I want to parent. I don't want to put my baby down. And he doesn't want to be put down. And that's okay. And, you know kind of circling back I don't think that that's okay like I don't think people see that as okay or can hold space for that or can work with that kind of in what we've been talking about like in the coaching setting in the thing like another good example of that is like I feel the pressure to like not really but like It wasn't until you and meeting you and you having your kids around that I was like, oh, that's okay, like you can do that? That's, but like one, what other choice do you have sometimes? And two, why does it matter? Why does it have to be so this is this and that is that? Why can't it be more blended and mixed and okay? And by that I just mean like life and parenting and life and work and like why does everything have to be, right? And I think it's because we're taught like you go to work. You go to work, you physically go to a building and you work and you do that and then you come home and that's, you know, like there was that separation. But like, what? Why? I don't want to do that anymore. I want
1: to stay home forever. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> um, but I want to touch on that because I love that you saw me doing that. And you're like, wait, what? Like, Because I don't give people an option. And my kids are just with me. So, And when I say that, like, when i started in kind of like the self-development and then spiritual like especially like when the pandemic hit and everything well no i lie because i was showing up and doing online things before that started but it was when the pandemic hit when finally other people were doing it and i was like i've been trying to do this for a long time but i showed up to things and i would be like yeah, just so you know, like, my 5-year-old or 4-year-old, however old he was, 3, three 4 years old then. Um, like, he's here. Like, I didn't care. Like um, I was like, I'm going to show up. I'm going to do these things. That I'm not going to let others dictate what I can or can't do because of my kid. Um, and I want that um, for women. I mean, our... We've talked about this before, but, like, just society in general, like, does not accept children in the way that they should be, like. And it's so stressful to go out to, like, we love getting out of the house. We're always out of the house. We're always doing things. But it's also very stressful for me because sometimes I go places and they're, like, expecting my kids to be a certain way. I'm like, no. (laughs) Like, my kids are going to do what they're going to want. They're little kids, like. They like to touch things and, you know, but that's a whole, uh, there's so many, there's always so many other conversations off of all conversation. I have something to say about
0: that. Yeah. Because <laughs> it just, it just came up the other day. I was on the phone with my mom and she was out to dinner and apparently there was some, a couple with kids next to them and apparently the kids were being loud and, being kids, like they were just being kids. And my mom was like, those parents did not say anything. And I was like, uh, you know, how I have most conversations with my mom is I don't engage. But in my head, I was like, goals. <laughs> goals. Yes. you you going to tell them. Like, what are they? Doing? They're being kids. They're allowed to go out to restaurants with their parents. And as long as they're not standing on the tables smashing the glassware, I think that's okay. But that just made me think of that because they it's true that they aren't training it's, it's true they aren't accepted in settings and I'm the person when I'm on zoom or anywhere I'm like we're the kids where the puppies where like the <laughs> the small things because they're the best part no offense I love you but <laughs> I love seeing your kids just as much
1: I know I'm like the side piece now like everyone's like hi Forrest hi Kyle. oh hi Kyleen like yep hi I'm here too I'm a person (laughs) you knew me first no I do I let Forrest lead in most situations outside and it's probably like the projector generator vibes but I love just letting him engage and he does like he goes and talks to the people and I just I love just watching him and just observing him and it's so fun uh, but also, like he is six now, and so I have been. Find- We're ver- going very like off tangent with our conversation, but that's okay. Because there is now he's getting older, and so I'm. I find myself getting more frustrated with like, oh, he's not. I'm like, well, I've kind of let him do the whole whatever he wants for six years. Um, but at the same time, I'm trying to find the right balance with like teaching him. I don't even want to say like how he should act but like there is like social skills there is like respect like respect and when you're in a business you do need to respect it and that's like not making a mess of their place if you're in like a coffee shop you can't be screaming and like cause he's six now like he's not a toddler and so but it's it's very interesting because up until no let's not put that in your mouth has so much to say yeah but yeah like it is interesting because I'm finding that to be a hard transition right now he is just like squishing papers over here and but again this is why we're doing this and we're letting our kids be loud in the back I mean we're not aiming to be like hey go crazy in the background. <laughs> but we're not going we we're not going to stop ourselves from showing up because we are moms and we have kids and especially me, me being a single mom I know that there's other moms out there that don't have support and want to do things even if they have a partner like they can't you can't always okay that's just like a whole other idea that's like coming through but like We can't save whatever we want to do for those little pockets of time. You know, and that goes into, like, kind of what we said, like, if we have 10 minutes. Like, sometimes we just have to show up with our kids. Like, when I started doing yoga. Hold on. (laughs) What? Yes. When I started doing yoga, the Forest was three, two, I don't know. When I started doing it consistently, I think he was, like, four. But, like, I was starting to work out and do that stuff and meditating, and I would just do it in the living room with him. I didn't wait for him to be asleep. I didn't wait for him to, like, not be there. I mean, he was always there. Um, I didn't wait to, like, work it around. I just did it while he was there. It's harder with Khalil right now because, like, he's just in a different... Yeah, thank you.
0: I get that though. Even now, like with Robbie, he's only almost four months, and you know, if he's not sleeping, he's just, we're just kind of hanging out and he's playing. But I feel like I struggle with do I put things off until I have that space, or do I just do them when I feel like doing them? But I think we're taught, or maybe not taught, I do think there's some like the separation, like we were talking about before, but I think also just. Um, I think, oh, I want to be present with him. I want to be present with him. But I can be present with him and do what I need to do, right? Because, like, we can't keep everything separate. And we can't wait for the 10 minutes or for the nap always. know, I, I, this really is where my brain is at. Like, I want to show him, like, oh, if you have an idea, if you feel the need to do something, that you do it you know, when it's appropriate, when you can, and not just, like, make yourself smaller and wait for later, because I feel like sometimes that's what I do, is like, oh, no, I'll wait till I have time. And I don't don't have time. Don't have time. I have the time that I have when I have it. And I also, you know, want to make use of that space, too.
1: But there's also something out there that there's a narrative that when you're with your kids, you need to be 100% present and with them and entertaining them and that's like completely false it is good for kids to be bored like it is actually crucial to their development for them to have moments where they're not being entertained by someone or something because that's when their creativity comes out that's when they explore like there's so much like goodness to that um I think it's also important for your kids to see you engaging in things you love. Like, I know there's balance with it, because, um, like, you don't want to, like, only 100% of the time being do- doing things for yourself. You also have to engage with your kids. But, yeah, I mean, in the balance, that's a whole other <laughs> thing. But, um, yeah, there is there is a narrative out there, that, and that's where I think it can get moms hung up because if, especially if you are home with your kids, you think like you can only do things during their nap or at bedtime. And that's not true. Like you can call a friend, you can have a conversation. Like think about like when you go to play dates. If you have a friend nearby and you go to a play date, you're engaging with the parents. You're not sitting there ignoring the parent that you met up with and only talking to the kids. You're letting the kids play And then, yes, like, they might have another kid then to play with, but, like, you're talking to the parent, like, your friend or whoever. Typically, like, it's okay for you to take time to yourself and let your kids see that or, yeah, have your kids seeing you do things.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's something I'm definitely working on. Um, Also, because it can be really boring to sit there for two hours and watch him play. Like, he's four months old and it's, you know, sometimes it's exciting. Like, he's learning to roll, but also, you know, he's also very independent and very much, also very Pisces. He'll just, like, be in his own world sometimes. You know, just, like, playing and hanging out. Um, So that's something I want to get better at. And like you were saying, also just setting the example of, like, I want my kid to see me do things and not... It's it's hard because when I if I'm not doing something else or doing what I want to be doing, whatever, I'm just like staring at him and in his face and I become like not a bad parent, but like I become that like hyper focused too much in his face and he doesn't like that sometimes. He likes the space. So yeah. Yeah.
1: Over here, momming on the side. Um that's all we do, right? No. Um, yeah, it's just its just who we are. We're moms, but we're also all these other things. And it's hard to... Oh, that <laughs> It's hard to um, let all those other pieces of you, like, forward sometimes. Does that make sense? But, yeah, I don't know. It's a very weird dance. Um... <laughs> Trying to figure it out.
0: But I think that's the work, right? And I think that's kind of a good place to try and wrap it up because I feel like that's what we're, we're talking about. I feel like that's what we're here to do. And being home with them and working is really to show them all of that and hold space for all the different things and not try and hold them back and not try to keep things so this is this and this is that. Like, bringing it all forward and doing all of the things in front of them, having them see it and seeing that they can do things differently. Um, Yeah, because it's really easy as a mom to just shove everything else away and not pursue your dreams, your goals, your desires, even just the things you freaking like, you know, it's so easy to put that all away because Oh, I have to care for my kids, and it's like, you can care for your kids and do those things. You can care for your kids and bring them in on those things. You can care for your kids and teach them how to do those things. You can, you know, and this is a different conversation, maybe, but, like, you don't have to sacrifice yourself fully to be able to be a good parent, specifically a mother. You can still exist, I agree completely with all of
1: that. And I think, too, it's not to say, like, as a mother— I mean, obviously, everything we say, this is just our point of view, and we, like, flesh out all these ideas as we talk, and our views and perspectives are always expanding because that's the kind of people we are. But it's also not to say, like, You need to be with your... I don't even think we're really giving advice, but anyway. um, Like, we're not saying, like, you have to be with your kids 24-7 to be a good mom. We're just saying, like, don't let you being the prime caregiver of your kids stop you or, like, keep you in your own bubble and seclude yourself, because I think that's what happens. And then, you know, like, you're allowed to have support. You're allowed to have friends. You're allowed to have relationships. You're allowed to have a career, purpose, or dreams and visions and take action on all of it, but it's also Mm. hard to do that. I don't know. We talked about so many different things, so. Um, But, like, I can't remember where I was going to go with it. I was going to say something about, like, having your kids with you, but it's also awesome if you do have support and you have someone and you can go do things without your kids with you like if you have even daycare or school or whatever it is um it's obviously completely whatever feels best for you and that's the number one thing that we talk about and even even as a mom even if you do have a job like a regular job and you go to daycare it's still hard to do everything we just talked about in that space even if you do so I don't know I wanted to add that weird disclaimer because people pleasing (laughs) no um no sometimes I do feel like we get on our I mean we are speaking from our point of view so it's easy to get start talking about that but then feel like I'm excluding people and I don't want to do that Uh, (laughs) because that's never my intention I know it's not yours um but I don't know. being a mom is just difficult especially in this world I say. yeah it is it's just difficult it's a lot of work emotionally mentally physically like we don't talk about the physical like <laughs> struggle that a mom has but um I mean all that it. is it's just hard and then I don't know I my thoughts are stuck right now they're very stuck with I keep starting and I can't finish them. So I'm gonna be Maybe done. that's a,
0: yeah. <laughs> Maybe the sign that we're done.
1: I was trying to wrap uh, up with the final thought, but I couldn't never I have a
0: final thought. I got you. Um all I was gonna add to that and it's what you were saying is I think what we're trying to say is like it's okay for you to be human and have all the parts of yourself and all your desires and no matter what kind of situation you have support not support single mom partner normal job non-normal job whatever like it's it's just hard it's hard and it's a lot and it's hard to hold space for all of the things that you want and need to do that's all we're trying to say usually always the end
1: <laughs> the end chapter done chapter because not the book um, yeah. You just keep showing up and doing your best and know that you're not alone. So, and we're here. We're here to support you with your kids running around screaming in the background. <laughs> or crying in another... With, with care. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's it. We always have... Plenty to expand on, and um, these are conversations that we want to keep going in our community. So come check us out, and we'll see you soon. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you're listening, and find us on Instagram at Empowered Mothers Village.
0: We also have our membership, which includes monthly community circles on Zoom, a safe space to bring your experiences, where we also host occasional workshops and more. If you resonate with the show, we'd love to have you join. You can find all the details and more in the show notes.